Welcome to Be a B2B Leader, your B2B knowledge base. In this podcast, we'll show you what you have to learn to be a modern leader in the B2B world. Because true leaders are made, not born. Today, my guest is Michał Yumyzgin, the VP of Marketing at Slice. Very happy to have you here today with me. Hi, Felician. Thanks for inviting. So, Michał, the thing I want to talk with you today about is building a media company. Like many brands are talking about this. Some try it. You did it. So, please tell me, what should every B2B leader know about building a media company? Let's start with definitions. I think that there is a lot of converse, many conversations around this topic, building a media company. And many different takes and a lot of resentment because it's it's never defined. Whenever someone gives this advice, like build a media company, it it stays that uh, in this vague uh, sense, it's always given in this vague sense, which leaves people wondering like, what does that mean? And I just wanted to uh, give you clarity here that I, I was also in this situation, and I've never, I, I, I was never given any, any further clarification. So what I have done, it was my interpretation of whatever this media company means. So I, I liked this advice that was just generally thrown at people out there. It just got me thinking into, I thought like there is something to it. I think it took a few months for me to develop ideas around that. Um, and uh, I wouldn't say like that I've done it. I'm in the process, but during that process of, of working on this project, building a media company, in the B2B marketing context, I, I think I uh, kind of decided for myself, what does that mean? And there are a, a few fundamental aspects to this concept that in my understanding should be uh, at the core of, of, of this concept. Um, and maybe one of the most important concepts is that this media company and everybody understands that media means content but this content is never about the product i know that uh, in most cases marketers almost hardwired to talk about the product it's it's very difficult to uh to go beyond product and anything related to the product in marketing communication. But building a media company uh, with content around product is just not possible. That's at least my understanding of this. It's like uh, basically having a program, a TV channel, or that you could think about any other uh, media that talks about product 24 seven and who is going to watch that channel 
no one, no yeah, one. Like nobody. So yeah. you you have to really uh, make this mindset shift that okay, so that's not about the product, and then you, you have to figure out like so what kind of content you should you should produce if it's not if it's not product. So what is it? The idea behind this uh, aspect that it should not be about product lies in understanding of your audience. I think that in most cases, product or problem or any problems that our product solves, they never take too much of attention for our audience in their day-to-day -day work life. Usually, people that we want to reach as marketers have a lot on their plates, a lot of problems to solve, a lot of projects to tackle. It, it's, uh, it's always very busy for them. And looking at, at, at your product from their perspective, you will see how small percentage of their attention span your product takes in, in everything that they have to deal with. But if you look at everything they have to deal with on a daily basis, you can figure out some common patterns, some common problems that are common for everyone, everybody in your audience. And maybe they don't need to deal with these problems daily, but they, they are intrinsic to their profession. That's something mm -hmm. that is by nature, they, they, they are part of what they do. And if you can identify these issues, and th that's where you could build content for, for the media company. That, that allows you to stay relevant to them. That's something that they do think about almost daily. That's something that is relevant for them as professionals. Maybe they will change jobs. Doesn't matter. As long as they pursue the same career, it will stay relevant to them. So it means that your content will stay relevant to them throughout, throughout their career. But how can you identify what content to produce? Because yeah, let's say your audience are mostly IT directors. So do you take those insights from just conversations? Or do you search on Google, like what are the most common problems that people have and then just address it in the content? I did it through conversations, uh, basically talking to the people from the audience and using the same kind of mindset shift that you don't want to revolve around your product. You better don't mm -hmm. only, you know, usually like uh, there is this common advice, like talk to your customers. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, that's a very good advice. Talk to your customers, but talk to people from your audience that have never heard about your product. You want them to be a customers, you know, they're your audience, uh, but they have never heard about you and you want to talk to them. And again, you don't even, you don't want to, uh, talk about your product on this call. So they will be, you know, a true representation of people you want to reach that your potential customers, they don't have a bias 
towards the knowing that you know your product. From my experience, when you talk to your customers or people that are closely familiar with your product, they tend to uh, answer you thinking about that you want to find out something about your product. They, they always try to use examples that would be relevant to you. But when you actually talk to people from your audience that have never heard about your product, your company before, you will get uh, quality data that is clearer than, than versus when you talk to uh, people that know your product. Yeah. I think having just a few conversation, maybe like four, five, six, you will start seeing common trends. You know, if you add a few more interviews, you go like seven, eight. And if you, you see the, you know, the trend continues, you, you know, you're onto something. And that's where you pull these uh, ideas from this, uh, from these uh, trends that you, you kind of caught there. And you use them to test, you, you, you form hypothesis, you form a hypothesis, like maybe this uh, idea would be a good uh, theme for, for our channel, for our media company. And then you kind of test it, that kind of content and see, see what's their reaction. That's what I've done anyway. Yeah, because yeah, right now, when you look at any business, there is a lot of competition. and by building a media company, you can own this medium and you can stand out from the rest, basically, because people go to, yeah, go to your page or to your company for information because they know they will find it there and you become a trusted source and eventually you can market your product or a service, like depending on what you sell. Yeah. That, but, that's the general yeah. idea, uh, that what you're trying to do you're trying to uh, reach and then retain your audience. And like what happens next is a different conversation. Like you have the attention of your audience. Then, you know, how, how do you actually market your product within this situation is, 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 it, is another side like of, of this media company concept, which we have to talk yeah. about today too. And do you think that we should look at the media company through the five stages of marketing lens or completely mm -hmm. ditch it? Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, the five stages of awareness, uh, is a framework that is quite popular. It's not really relevant here. When you produce content that is not really about your product, you, you stay relevant to people in your audience, regardless, then, you know, regardless of your product, maybe they, maybe they, they, they are your loyal customers, or maybe they have never heard about your product before, because you talk about different things. It doesn't really matter at, at what stage of awareness are they. So by making one piece of content, in, 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 in this, uh, for this media company thing, you, you, it, it's relevant for everyone in the audience. So you can actually reach, uh, your entire audience, not just people that aware of 
the problem or not aware of the problem, or maybe they don't even have the problem, but maybe they might have at some point late in the future. It doesn't really matter. You, you already, you, you are making uh, yourself known to them, right? It's, it's, it's when you bring your product into this conversation, it, it, it might be relevant to some of the people in your audience. Uh, but again, because you don't lead with product content, it doesn't really affect anybody in a sense like you don't annoy people with, you know, throwing at uh, product yeah. content at them, right? Because you always deliver valuable, relevant content and then you might add something about your product. Yeah, like uh, when you were saying just that I yeah, thought about those blogs where you yeah, go read an article and after the first paragraph, you have a pitch about the product, then you read something about the problem, then again, you have the pitch about the product, then you they talk about the solution and pitch again. And at the end, they pitch again and like... Nobody wants to read it because they have to skip like half of the text. That's not valuable at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this type of content where, you know, it's called content marketing, but what it really is, it's, it's like product marketing where it's, it's basically, these are basically ads advertisement veiled uh, as, as some valuable content, but it's highly biased. Always, yeah. whenever a company talks about their product, they're biased. It's, you know, uh, it's not necessarily bad, but it's just in, unavoidable. You know, you talk about the product you market, yeah. you are biased. It's just a fact. What, what I like about media company is that, you know, you focus on content that is not about your product. So you can really stay objective. You focus on mm-hmm. content that is valuable to your audience and your goal is really make it valuable and objective. You don't really have, uh, you, you don't have this conscious or subconscious thought about how do I tweak this content to make uh, people want to buy some product? No, that this content actually has nothing to do with your product. and. If this environment allows you to produce content that is of real value and not just camouflaged product ad. What I do in our content, so when we produce this type of content, I had that problem when people didn't really know what, what it was about. Mm-hmm. And I think that many people who start producing content that is not about their product, they send, they, I think always they come across this issue. Okay. We produce content. Our audience really like this, but they don't connect them with our company, with our brand, with our product. So how can we close this gap? I had the same issue. And so w- what I'm saying now is, uh, is my experience of figuring this out. I, I've, I've received feedback where people said like, it's great content, but I had no idea you were selling that product of yours. And it mm-hmm. was uh, painful for me to hear that because I, I knew like, you know, 
uh, I'm failing somewhere in this process. All right, so it's great they like the content, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, we're a business, we have like business objectives, and at the end of the day, we are marketing a product, right? And so um, what, what I did, and that kind of closed the gap for the audience, connecting them, the content with the product, and it closed the gap for me in the understanding of what is a media company in the B2B marketing context. So what I did is I basically uh, edit an ad about our tools at the end of every video that we create. Like imagine if you mm -hmm. watch a video and there is an ad, it's, it's a very, standard experience for media company yeah. that they uh content is their product and how they they uh earn money by selling ads and what i did i, I it's yeah. the same thing right so we have content and i added an ad about like saying what exactly what what, what uh, our product is what we do and that's it. It's very short, like two, three seconds. They rotate. But uh, what I like about this is that it's transparent. I'm not creating content that delivers value, but basically it's a, like product presentation. I don't explain how to yeah. solve that issue or that issue and our biased opinion. You know, I, you know, we have to do it, but yeah. not in this uh, framework of media company. I am really producing yeah. content that is objectively good for audience. And I have no temptation to add anything about our product there. And then very transparently, I show that, you know, it was created by, and this is what we do. This is, you know, that's our product. That's how we help. And because yeah. I love and this approach. It's, it's very straightforward, actually. It's like, you yeah. know, uh, exactly. uh, it's very simple. Uh, uh, and because we produce like videos every day and because we reach thousands and thousands of people in our audience every day, we have thousands of views and new video every day. So a lot of people, you know, if you don't see this ad like today, tomorrow, like 10 days, they will see it on 11th day and then on a 19th day. So it adds yeah. up and that's the point. Yeah. You know what? It reminds me a bit of Red Bull. Like Red Bull in a huge part is a media company. Mm -hmm. Like they create stunts that everybody watches. They sponsor huge events that yeah, thousands of people attend. And yeah, they don't say directly buy our drinks, but they put that Red Bull logo on and everybody recognizes it. And they know that Red Bull energy drink. So, you know, they don't focus on selling the product. They focus on selling the experience and basically providing value. So it's a perfect approach, so to say. But I wonder if it will work for every B2B company. Do you think it can? I, I don't see why not. Uh, I was thinking about a few examples that would be like from SaaS, let's say. And I was thinking, mm -hmm. let's say you have a product that is a... a social media scheduler tool to schedule posts. Mm -hmm. It's a very simple tool. 
right? It's it's very simple. It, it doesn't yeah. solve a huge issue for marketers. It solves a relatively minor issue. There is some competition in this market. Can you create a lot of product content, product related content for a social media scaler? Mm, not 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 a lot. You you could yeah. create maybe yeah. three videos. Maybe if you are very creative, you can yeah. <laughs> create more. But you can't do it continuously uh, over years. You can't. It's just. Uh, yeah. But uh, if you think like, okay, so my target audience, uh, marketers, uh, what is relevant for them? What will stay relevant for them? Year over year over year, forever. So you kind of identify your audience, and then you find like uh, you talk to people, and because you're already a marketer in this case, right? Uh, you you can come up with like what's what's really you know would be relevant on a daily basis, and maybe it any you know anything about marketing or anything about social media marketing. Maybe it's like interviews with people who successfully ran campaigns on TikTok. That would be relevant for mm -hmm. social media marketers. And then you say, hey, yeah. we have this product. And you know, and hey, you just added value to people from your audience and you told them about your product. Uh, so that's yeah. the idea, at least how it was developed yeah. in my head over recent months. Perfect. And can you share a few tips for people that yeah, are thinking about building a media company? So what should they focus on to yeah, be successful in it? Mm. Okay. So um, the four fundamental principles that I identified uh, that I think they're like very necessary is that uh, going beyond the product and focusing on your audience needs. Uh, and then, of course, as, as I mentioned, you can uh, basically add an ad about your product. Another principle is that it's it's not like uh, not an advice, right? I can't give you an advice how exactly to do it, <laughs> yeah. but that's that's a very important principle that the content that you produce has to be so good that people are willing to subscribe they they are they they mm -hmm. uh subscribe to your channel they subscribe to your page to your podcast to your channel it should be so mm -hmm. good that they subscribe they it's they they have to follow you there is a difference um between let's say in feed consumption and tuning in the, a channel. Like when I go to some place, I type in uh, the, this website address in the URL bar because I want to go there and I want to check that program, that channel, because I know they're good because yeah. I, I, that's where I go to get information. Where in-feed consumption, is where, where, when you passively consume. It might be good, but hey, I'm not going to you, I'm going to social media, and let's see if the algorithm will show me your post. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's where you start, okay? You want to start with in-feed organic content consumption, but uh, you should aim for these following. I, I, that, that's an important principle of the media company is that people want to follow your program. Channel doesn't mm -hmm. really matter. Uh, the third important aspect is because it's a program, a show, or a media company, I think it should have a very consistent branding so that people could recognize mm -hmm. you if you just gave a very valuable piece of content to your audience and maybe they will see another one in this in-feed consumption situation, let's say. There, there should be some identifier in their brain that this is coming from the same channel. This is coming from the same source. And if they keep seeing that that kind of content keep coming from that source, at some point they should decide, okay, so they keep delivering, I, I, I better subscribe, yeah. okay? But this branding helps them to put together all these different pieces of content and associate them with you, which is, you know, the purpose of yeah. this consistent branding. And the fourth a fundamental principle is that you have to have a well-oiled content production machine. So processes, processes mm -hmm. should be in place. And that ensures that you keep producing this content on a, well, I want to say on a daily basis, but there are different situations. So consistently, right? Yeah. Otherwise it will be like, futile. How often it depends, it depends on, on many stages, but yeah, it has to be consistent, but yeah. uh, I can say like once a year, it's <laughs> uh, maybe consistent, but uh, yeah. it's, uh, it should be more often than that. So yeah. uh, building processes and uh, is, is the fourth uh, fundamental principle you need to have. So th there should be like uh, planning and uh, people, uh, you know, everybody knows what to do. And um, there is a lot. Uh, well, it depends, right? Yeah. It depends on, on the uh, scope. Mikhail, what's an essential skill that every B2B leader should have? I'm not sure if it's a skill. Maybe it's a, some sort of quality. Uh, but I think ownership is, is, a, is a very important concept for me in terms of like understanding leadership in principle is that when you are in a leadership position, regardless your feel like, is it marketing or not marketing, you take ownership of things you see where the problem lies, you go there, you try to solve it, uh, you try to find a solution, and you take ownership of this. Mm -hmm. That's that's uh, how I feel about this. Um, so that would be my answer, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so you don't focus only on your part of the business, but you try to, yeah, improve the whole business that you work yeah, at. Uh, yeah, that's maybe why I like uh, smaller companies because uh, naturally I'm looking at at everything. I like to uh, 
uh, I, I don't want to focus on marketing. I want to focus on business as a, as a whole, and then see like where, what, what's, what's, you know, what's uh, uh, the place of marketing? What, you know, are we doing good at customer service? Maybe I can be uh, when you help just talking to everybody at uh, at all well departments in smaller companies there are no really departments there are just uh, people working together yeah. so talking to everybody and see like what's needed because when you really look at uh, at the company from this business perspective that you know then then you prevent uh, the the problem of silos you know that's that's a, a, a very yeah. big uh, painful topic when companies have these dysfunctional yeah. silos inside them where uh, one uh, like uh, marketing works just for the sake of uh, marketing and uh, the other department is just uh, focused on on themselves uh, so I think uh, going beyond that and kind of looking at everything as as one as one system i i like to do that uh it it really gives you a better perspective at everything yeah and this at the same time you become a better marketer because you understand how it functions yeah uh like uh so what, what's the role of marketing uh, in in the for for business for for every for every part of the business so go, going beyond yeah. all these help you to understand internal processes. You have to like go beyond yeah. and see what's outside. Awesome. So Mikhail, this was great. Please tell me where can people find you and yeah, what does your company um, do? Our company Slice is actually uh, a manufacturer of physical tools that we sell both to mm -hmm. businesses and consumers. I mostly handle B2B, but uh, of course, as I mentioned, I handle a lot of stuff at Slice, uh, but I'm mostly focused on B2B side of things. So yeah, so that's, you could categorize it as a industrial manufacturer. And um, our main audience is uh, what we call them safety managers. People are responsible for safety at companies. And I, I have a huge respect for our audience. I, I've spent a lot of time talking to people from our audience. It blows my mind how difficult their job is and just the complexity. And there, this is just a, a very, very difficult job. And I, I have a huge respect for, for these people. I don't know, maybe, maybe it helps me <laughs> to be a better marketer in the position uh, as marketing to this audience. I don't know. Yeah, people can find me on LinkedIn. You could just uh, look me up there. Uh, feel free to connect and send me a message if you have any questions. I will add your LinkedIn profile to the description Thanks. of the podcast. And yeah, make sure to follow Mikhail because he shares some awesome posts every day. <laughs> so... Thank you wow. for today. And yeah, see you, you next time. That was fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be a B2B Leader. I'm your host, Valician, and I would love to hear from you and learn what I can improve. 
If you liked this episode, make sure to leave a review on your favorite podcast app. And see you next time.